0: You're listening to The Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, right, how are you Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holliday, and I got to talk to little Grizzlies, basketball, John ja Morant, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, also Philadelphia 76ers, Miami Heat. Also, I'm from Memphis, everybody who don't know, and I still live in Memphis, and we have a little – uh. Ain't no controversy, but we have some big racism, some big racist stuff going on with the local weatherman uh, and what he said about Golden State Warriors forward and melanated black man, melanated man, because melanated black is really, really just synonymous with one another, you know, uh, uh, Draymond Green. And how utterly repulsive it is. But first, Says I'm in Memphis. Because I'm a Grizzlies fan. I'm going to start with the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors getting ready to face off on game four today. Monday, May the 9th in San Francisco. Golden State up two games of one. They're up two games of one because they won game one in Memphis. Then they lost game two in Memphis. Then they just won game three in San Francisco when the series shipped to San Francisco. And when I say they won, They beat the hell out of the Memphis Grizzlies. They beat the hell out of my Memphis Grizzlies, 142 to 112. And it was an ass whooping they put on us. And uh, they put on the Grizzlies. And all we can say is we have to take it. They played extremely well. They couldn't miss anything. They hit 70% of their shots in the first half. I think they ended the game hitting 63% of their shots, 53% of their three-pointers. And those triple triplets, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole absolutely crushed us. Jordan Poole came off the bench. I think he had 27 points. Clay, and, Clay had, how much Clay had? 18 or something like that. Steph Curry had 30. And all of them shot well. And they beat the Brakes off us, 142 to 112. But the big story is, Grizzlies superstar guard, Grizzlies all-star guard, John Morant, who was unguardable. The brother who be getting slinkery, who is slinkery with his shots. I call him Pauls in the air because he scores so creatively. He scores so nice, but he's likely out for game four, according to Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins. Because of a knee injury, he suffered in the fourth quarter of game three, of that game three loss. The Grizzlies suffered at the hand of the gold, hands of the Golden State Warriors. And in that game, Ja was dribbling at some point in the fourth quarter. And Jordan Poole came over with another Golden State Warrior player. I'm only gonna name Jordan Poole because he's the one that did what he did. Uh, to, tra- to trap to Ja. And the video shows what Jordan Poole pushed Ja with his left hand and with his right hand grabs Ja's knee, Ja's knee. He said he didn't do it intentionally. It looks intentional. He poured it, snatched it deliberately, and Ja ended up leaving the game with right knee soreness in that knee that Jordan Poole pulled. Intentionally, to me. Now, Grizzlies head coach Taylor Jenkins said, Ja Moran had been feeling good up until that point. He had been playing exceptional up until that point. He had put a 30-plus piece on, 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 on Golden State, so there was nothing they could do about him and what he was doing. They haven't been able to stop him. But that knee injury did stop him. Now, Taylor Jenkins said Ja had been feeling good. His knee; His knees were feeling fine up until that play. Now, Jordan Poole said he didn't do it on purpose. Jordan Poole said he didn't do it on purpose. I don't know, Jordan Poole. He seemed to be a nice, respectful young man. I ain't calling him dirty, but of course, Grizzlies fans think it's an unnecessary play. I play sports, albeit I played football, major college and NFL football and CFL football, but I'm a huge basketball fan. Basketball was actually my first sport. And I played basketball for a while until my body just grew into football body. So I know how it goes. Now, national media members and Golden State Warriors and Golden State, really Golden State Warriors fans, they're laughing and say, it's ridiculous. I hear Charles Barkley and Shaq and Kenny Smith making fun of, uh, of it like, is that what it was? Charles Barkley to me I've been kissed harder than that. And yeah, when he kissed referee Dick Bavetta in the mouth, they, it looked that kiss did look harder than how Jordan Poole pulled on Jaw's knee. But still, they can say they didn't do it. Grizzly seemed to think they did do it, that it did, that did actually hurt his knee. Jaw's knee was actually hurt after that play. But everybody want to say that's ridiculous. But you never know how somebody else's. Body responds to anything. You, you never know how much wear and tear his knees or his body already had on it. You, are, you never know how his body was already feeling. Even though Taylor Jenkins said he was playing well, he was feeling good. Sometimes it doesn't take much to aggravate something. It doesn't. It doesn't take much at all. So just because it don't look like much to you all, doesn't mean it wasn't, it's not much to the person who's actually having that done to them. All we know is Ja Morant went to the sideline limping after that happened. All we know is Ja Morant had to come out the game after it happened. All we know now is Ja Morant is likely out. He's listed as doubtful in game four against the Warriors because of right knee soreness. A right knee that got sore after Jordan Poole pulled on him. Now, cats can laugh and say all they want to. Oh, that's ridiculous! This, that, and the other man, please. But if if I'm a Grizzlies fan, I guarantee you, if that was someone of us doing that to Steph Curry, oh man, everybody have everything to say. They'll be dissecting the play. They'll be looking at the play. They'll be calling for a player to get ejected. Or yada yada. They can say what they want to say. Because people here, at Memphis Grizzlies fans complaining about calls and non calls or everybody being against us. That's how people in Memphis feel. That's how we feel because that's how it is. And let me explain something to people who really don't know. When they talk about small, small market teams and large market teams, Golden State is in a large market, San Francisco and Oakland. Large market means they have a lot of people in their DMA area, which means in their viewing and listening area. They have a lot of people. They have a lot more people than Memphis has, which means you have a chance to have a lot more viewers and listeners interested in your basketball game or your football game or whatever it is. San Francisco, let me see, let me see. San Francisco, top 10, might be a damn top five. Top 10 for sure. Oh, let, let me not lie, though. Let me see. I'm gonna look it up. San Francisco. And, but that's just how it goes. And when you have, when you, when you have a lot of people in your viewing area, a lot of people that, a lot more, cause they, like I said, they got a lot more than Memphis. Yeah. San Francisco is the sixth largest market. DMA market according to 2017, but I'm pretty sure. Let me see the latest. Well, Gary, it was number six in 2017. Since I'm talking, I want to keep going. Uh, so that's top 10. It ain't went down that much. So it's still in top 10. Memphis, about 50, 51 or 52 or something like that. That's a huge drop. See, the more people you have in your, your DMA, your viewing area and listening area, the more money you can charge for advertising, on television stations, on radio stations. So that's what they talk about, large market and small markets. And TV networks pay a lot of money to the NBA to air games. A lot of money. A lot, a lot of money. So they want as many eyes and ears on the television watching these teams play as possible. So you got a top 10 TV market in San Francisco, Oakland area, Memphis in the fifties. You can do the math. TV networks can charge a lot more for commercials airing them. San Francisco Warrior fans, I call them San Francisco Warriors. They left Oakland, but I ain't gonna leave Oakland now. Golden State because they say they, they for the whole they for the whole state. But Los Angeles Lakers should be called Golden State Lakers because everybody in pretty much in in, in the Golden State like the Lakers. But that's how that goes. So Memphis get created, treated a lot of times like crap. And they say we be crying. No, we don't be crying. It is what it is. We call it out and we deal with it. like we ain't supposed to say anything. Now, man. We don't get treated fairly, but it's cool. That's why we said Memphis versus everybody. Memphis versus everybody. And, I, and don't say, no, this, my podcast is not, uh, I'm not unbiased. I'm biased. I'm Memphis, Memphis, Memphis all the way, like my guy, Dunny Young. And if, if, if y'all ever heard the term Memphis, 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 Memphis go check out the Dunny. Well, go check out the Doc Holiday show on YouTube. That's my other talk show. Good talk show. Take, take it, check it out and subscribe. But yeah, that's why we talk about Memphis versus everybody. So, John Moran said that's when he got hurt. We saw it, that's when he got hurt. That's when he came out the game. Now he probably won't play game four. And people say, ah, he crying, Memphis crying. They're just find, finding a reason to, to uh, be mad about something. But I guarantee you, if it was the other way around, if it was Steph, somebody did that too, boy, would that be breaking it down on every television network. They wouldn't be saying Steph is making it up or possibly, you know, they wouldn't be saying any of that it's the Grizzlies and it's Ja Morant who plays for the Grizzlies. He gets laughed at. He gets doubted. And Ja tweeted out something broke the code and with the video of Jordan Poole pulling at his knee. Now he eventually deleted it. I don't know why. Cuz that's how you feel it's how you feel. I don't know why he deleted it, but he deleted it. Maybe because of the respect he has for Jordan Poole. because Jordan Poole seemed to be a cool, hard-playing dude. Comes off the bench and absolutely hoops. But, yeah, John Morant likely out for game four, so. The question remains, do the Grizzlies have a chance of beating Golden State without John Morant? Now, the Grizzlies are getting... Dylan Brooks back for game four who said I game three because he was suspended after his hard foul, his flagrant two foul on Gary Payton II in game two. He got ejected early in that game. Then he got kicked. He got suspended for game three, so he didn't play. And the Grizzlies lost by 30, so he'll be coming back. But he doesn't score the ball like John ja Morant does. But he's a better defender. He's the Grizzlies best defender. So the Grizzlies... Like I said, the question remains, do the Grizzlies stand a chance of beating Golden State in game four without Ja Morant? And I say yes. Now, do the Grizzlies stand a chance of winning a championship or doing anything major and big like that without Ja Morant? Which is, that's the biggest. No, because you got to have a superstar to win championships like that. You got to have somebody who can take over the game. You got to have somebody who can go get a shot and get a bucket when a bucket needs to be got. Because defenses tighten up in the playoffs. Now, I know a lot of people are going to look at the Grizzlies' regular season record. The Grizzlies won 20 and 5 in the regular season without Ja Moran. Ja missed nine straight games with, with, uh, between March and April because of right knee soreness. I think that's the same knee that, yeah, it's the same knee that Jordan Poole pulled it. But everybody going to say, well, they won 20 and 5 without Ja, which is true. But the playoffs is something different than the regular season. Defenses intensify during the playoffs. Those things that a lot of teams let you get away with in the regular season. Most of the times, playoff-tested teams, they don't let you get away with that stuff in the playoffs. They let it go in the regular season. They're like, ah, let's get that bucket. We'll go down here and hopefully get a bucket of our own. But real great teams, like no out, no easy shots, man. A little rebound they might let go in the regular season. Playoffs, playoff tested teams, they're going to get that rebound. That little loose ball, they might. No, playoffs, they're going to get it. So, a lot of things they let people, teams let pass in the regular season, they don't let it pass in the postseason. But the Grizzlies did play well without John ja Morant. But when they were playing well without John ja Morant, they had a very healthy Desmond Bain who was straight hooping. But Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies is not healthy, he has back issues jaron jackson jr hasn't really he, he been struggling except for that first game when he had 33 points game one and knocked down six three-pointers but he's kind of been struggling this postseason getting in foul trouble but that doesn't mean he can't have another breakout game because he's capable of doing that so the grizzlies yeah they can win a game without john moran if they play together as a team but during the regular season, that 25 record was a healthy Desmond Bain, and Desmond Bain is not healthy. And you got to give it to him because he's having back problems and still out there trying to play. Man, having a back, even if a back that's tight that's tight, or back that's sore, that's tough. That's uncomfortable. It's hard to run. It's hard to move. It's hard to jump. All of those things. It ain't even about contact. You never had a sore back? A back that's tight, man, it's tough to walk. So he's not healthy. So they had a healthy Desmond Bain when they was making that run. But we shall see. And Desmond Bain, the fact of the matter is, he's been playing so tough and tough and through this back injury during during the playoffs. But well, Stephen A. Smith gets on ESPN and criticizes, criticizes Desmond Bain, and I still don't understand why people still listen to that dude because his basketball analysis sucks. You don't know what he'd be talking about. And he's just a character who screams and yells, and that's his stick. But he talks about – he was talking about how much how badly the Grizzlies need more from Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain got to play better. And Michael Wilbon, prompt, Michael, Michael Wilbon promptly had to tell him, well, Desmond Bain, he, he got a back injury. Stephen A. Smith didn't know. When I think majority of the nation has known that the last couple of days. But Stephen A didn't know that. Because I guarantee he don't be watching the games. He just regurgitating some information he didn't hear somebody else say. Then he yells about it and puts emphasis on it. So he apologized. So I guess I got to run back everything I just said. But yeah, you have to. But why wouldn't you research the players? and the the teams you're talking about, you're supposed to be analyzing before you get on TV analyzing. Your credibility been shot with me, but I think a lot of people starting to see that his credibility is shot because his whole whole shtick is screaming and yelling. He don't believe in the Grizzlies anyway. Talks bad about Memphis, talking about we need to get rid of all these Elvis fans, uh, Elvis posters and billboards in the city of Memphis. People who are listening, we don't have any Elvis billboards in the city of Memphis. He lies about that. We have more billboards of Penny Hardaway and the Grizzlies as a team, way more. I haven't seen an Elvis Presley billboard. And I I live in Memphis. But he constantly goes on national television and says that, and he's lying. Because he's just talking like he does. So criticizing one of our best players and not knowing that our best player is hurt, but you're supposed to be on television analyzing the game, and you don't even know key details to the game, of the players in the game. Somebody else has to check you on television and tell you Desmond Bain been hurt because you didn't know. But you went on television giving your expert opinion and didn't know. But you do that a lot though, you do that a lot. So Desmond Bain still dealing with that back issue. So having Ja is going to be huge, a huge blow. I guarantee you the television networks don't like it. I don't know if they're playing on ESPN or TNT. I guarantee they don't like that Jai's not playing because people tune in to see John Morant. Because John Morant is entertainment. Not only is he sports entertainment, Ja Morant is entertainment. It's entertaining to watch him play. And that's what sports are supposed to be, entertainment. But this series has been physical. This series has brought out a lot of animosity. This series has brought out a lot of hate. And I'm one of those, you're not going to hear me talking bad about my brothers like that unless I have brothers that I need to talk bad about, like national national media members like Stephen A. Smith and Kendrick Perkins and Shaq and Charles Barkley. And uh, I'm talking about the brothers in the national media because those are the ones I hold to a higher standard as far as talking about and dealing with us because I feel like they should do better. You can criticize, but when you're talking about somebody's character and going beyond to tear brothers down, I, I got a problem. And sisters, I got a problem with that. But like I said, people have said a lot of things. And I pull for the Grizzlies, but you're not going to hear me talking bad about my brothers that play on other teams. Not like that. Not, like, not, I'll never want them to be hurt. I always want them to be successful. And have prosperous lives and uplift them. I just don't be wanting them to beat my team. But it's been some nasty things said. Warriors fans have said some nasty things about the Grizzlies. But one Grizzly fan in particular. Says some very, very mean and nasty and disgusting and racist things about a Golden State Warrior. We have a, a. weatherman here in town works for fox 13 memphis here in in memphis named joey Solopet. and on his twitter account his twitter account he was mad about kyle anderson who plays for the grizzlies getting kicked out and i was kind of baffled about that too because kyle anderson really doesn't say much but he went at the referee a couple of times referee teed him up in game four he got kicked out so you know grizzlies fans are upset about that probably more upset because he was getting our ass whooped But from Joy Sulipek's Twitter feed page, he tweeted out something. He was upset about Kyle Anderson being kicked out. And let me see if I can find exactly what he, I, I want to quote. I don't want to miss, I don't want to misstate what was said. So let me find out the exact, let me read out the exact tweet. And when I say uh, apparently, because is his Twitter page He could he might say he was hacked or somebody else had access to it. he didn't do it but this was was tweeted out on May 7th Saturday at the hell is that, 845 8 45 p.m and chew on this Colin run must, runs his knuckle dragging dragging let me start over and chew on this. Draymond runs his knuckle-dragging dragging open mouth all game long, but mild-mannered Kyle Anderson disputes one call and gets next, lever, next level, Next-level jack ass assery. Now, he was mad that Kyle Anderson for the Grizzlies got kicked out, but he was saying Draymond Green runs his mouth all, all game and doesn't get kicked out. That's fine if he just would have said that, but to call him, they say his knuckle-dragging dragging, self. People in, 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 magic, in the magically melanated community, and I say black for the sake of conversation, people in the black community, we know what uh, calling us a knuckle-dragger means. That tweet was, was referring to J- Draymond Green as a primate, as an ape, as a gorilla, which what a lot of, lot of races have referred to black people as. Gorillas and apes and primates. So that's what knuckle dragging mouth means. According to that tweet, Joy Celepec allegedly now called Draymond a knuckle dragger. And I say allegedly because he may say that his account was hacked and he didn't do it. But that's his Twitter. That was his Twitter account. He deleted not only the tweet. He deleted his whole Twitter account after that. Oh his twitter account was deleted after that and that's the racist things that black men and women have to deal with happens all the time that is our reality and for people that don't understand of another race i don't expect you to understand because there's no way you could ever understand unless you lived in our skin you can't do it so golden state addressed it people around the nation have, have seen it have seen it and it's caused some outrage and rightfully so it's never okay to disparage and say racist and mean and nasty things about a race of people us black folk when we've been dealing with this for hundreds of years. So it ain't cool. It ain't disgusting. I mean, it's disgusting and it's not cool. And he has to be held accountable for. it If he's the one that tweeted it out. And I I don't want to hear anybody making any, give them the benefit of the doubt. Let me tell you something. Black men and black women, we rarely get the benefit of the doubt when we make a mistake we don't get opportunities, we get a chance. I get a chance to do it. We make one mistake, ah, I, I knew it you out of there. We don't get opportunities, we get chances. A lot of times, we get one chance, and we don't get the benefit of the doubt. In the world, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. In law, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. Applying for jobs, we don't get the benefit of the doubt. On the job, we don't get the benefit of the doubt, I asked this up nine times out of 10 up out of that, We make one mistake. Sorry. So I want to hear that. And people are, are people get away with too much by disrespecting black men and women. And they get away with it. It happens too often. And I'm ne- I, I, I never allowed it, whether in the workplace, Or in the world, I've never allowed anybody to disrespect me or disrespect any black person I'm around. And I see it, whether I'm in the workplace or out in the world, I've always been that way. And I'll never allow it. And I'll always address it. And a lot of times you see black people in media, especially local television stations, not especially local television stations, national networks as well. We have to deal with so much racism and, and most journalists, most black media members, they don't say anything because they don't want to be red ball out of the business. And I say black ball because I ain't going to say black ball because uh, a, a negative term, a negative connotation is always turned ter- uh, deemed and termed with something black. I ain't going to do, I'm going to say red ball. A lot of us just deal with racism and don't say anything because we don't want to be red ball out of the industry they be like, oh, no, nah, they, they like to bring up their racism term, man, so we don't want to hire them. Brett ball, that mean they hot. No. So a lot of us just deal with it. Not me. Never would, never was. Now, some of it, you just, some of it I did. But racist terms, racist actions, overtly, I ain't dealing with it. Now, as far as Pay opportunities. I ain't had no choice but to, to deal with it, cause that just is what it is. Being, oh, having to work more than people that I'm the supervisor of them. Just to, that kind of stuff we had to deal with. But a lot, a lot of media members deal with racist stuff like that and work with, work, work around racists like that, who say things like that. I don't know Joey Solopek personally, but I know that's a racist statement. I don't know him, haven't really had but a couple of conversations with uh, with him over the years. So I can't call him racist, but that's a racist statement. Very racist. knuckle dragon, eight gorilla primate, and Memphis is 70%, about 70% black. So Memphis has about 70% of the people in the city that looks like Draymond Green. So that has to be addressed. But that's the kind of stuff that this basketball series has brought out. And that's nasty as hell. And it's inexcusable. So don't call me, don't text me, don't do anything trying to excuse it. Trying to make apologies for it. It's been a whole day and a half. Since he tweeted, has, yeah, it's been a day and a half since he tweeted that out. Fox Thirteen hadn't said anything up until, but I am recording this Monday morning, May 9th at three thirty-two. But he hadn't said anything publicly. But I ain't gonna allow that. I'm always speak out against it because fair is fair and right is right. I, I am. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I, I'm not gonna ignore racism. I, I ain't gonna do it. You come in my face with it, I'm going to check you on it. I ain't dealing with it. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Like the Most High says in in Deuteronomy, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. That's what his scriptures say. Somebody prove themselves forward with you, you be unsavory toward them. So you be unsavory to me, I'm going to be unsavory to you. You want to disrespect me? You be prepared to be disrespected. You want to disrespect somebody in in, in my uh, race? I'm going to disrespect you. Even if you of my race and you disrespect your own race. I'm going to say something to you. And we're going to have a problem with you. Like I have a problem with Charles Barkley. People ask that. I have a lot of issues with Charles Barkley. One. He said he worked for the KKK if they paid him enough. It ain't funny. That, that, that's not a joke to me. You can't laugh that off. Then on, then on TNT on national TV, Sunday, doing it uh, inside the NBA, he was talking about a golf match to him and Ernie Johnson, either going to or they working or something. And Kenny Smith says he coming. And Charles Barkley said he going to be there with Ernie and J.J. Watt, J.J. Watt, the football player. So Kenny Smith said he coming. So Charles Barkley, your black ass ain't coming. Look, that's not funny. Now Kenny Smith and Shaq laughed it off and Ernie Johnson kept laughing it off even though Ernie Johnson said it kind of caught him off guard because he didn't know whether to laugh or what to say about it. But I can tell you this, coming from Charles Barkley is disrespectful to me as a black man because I know how he feels and how he feels and how he stands with black men and women because he's shown it and he said it. So I have a problem with that too. But too many black people, and I know they just laugh them off. That's just fun. It's just Charles being, Charles, Charles being destructive and, and saying racist stuff about his own people. That's cool with you. That ain't cool with me. Now, it ain't as bad as what Joey Solopek allegedly tweeted out. It has to be addressed, but this Golden State, this Memphis Grizzlies Golden State series, yeah, it didn't shown a lot. It's shown a lot. And social media just reveals people because they either get liquored up, and you know, once you're drinking, you get a little inebriated, your real self comes out. And a lot of times people jump on Twitter inebriated, their real self is out. They don't have that force field up, of being someone they're not, and they can say and do things that show their real character, show their real character, then they end up having an answer for it. So, yeah, that's that with that. And, but John Morant no, probably won't play game four. Can the Grizzlies beat Golden State? Yeah win a championship or do something big, uh, not without John Got I need that. It's unfortunate he got hurt. Hopefully he's okay. I'm glad they said it's just right knee soreness. But the way he jumps, that right knee soreness probably really, really hurt and really uncomfortable. Cause he explodes off the off the, he he explodes off the floor. So hope he gets well. I'm more concerned about him getting well than I am about us winning. Because you know, I'm about the young royal. Want the young royal the young royal to be okay. And that's that, Grizzlies-Warriors. Now, a game that was played, yeah. Sixers and Heat on Sunday. And the Sixers beat the Miami Heat 116 and one on eight. Now that game is... Now that series is tied two games apiece. Miami won the first two games and had a 2-0 lead in, in this Eastern Conference semifinal series. But Joel Embiid didn't play in those first two games. And, and it looked like the series was over because if Joel Embiid wasn't going to play, there's no way in the hell Philadelphia was going to beat Miami. He broke his face. He had his face broken and suffered a concussion in the Toronto series, and he had a a hurt right thumb, some ligaments torn in his thumb. So he missed the first two games. Sixers were down 0-2. Then the series shipped to Philadelphia. So the question was, is Joel Embiid going to come back and play? Is he going to get a mask on to cover up his face? The answer was yes, he did. And because of him, this series is now tied at two games apiece. Because of him, the Sixers and the Heat are now in the best-of-three series. Because of him, Philadelphia is playing much better. Because the big dog being out there. Game four, James Harden, who I said looked like he'd be running in place now, like he like a he's like a cell phone that's not fully charged up. But it looked like he was fully charged up in game four. He had 31 points, 16 points in the fourth quarter, knocked down six threes. He was that James Harden. He was the beard on Sunday. He was the beard again. He hadn't been the beard. He'd been the goatee. But he was the beard on Sunday. And the beard was hooping. And the big difference between Sunday and the other games, he just was hitting shots. These same shots he had, he'd been taking, he'd been missing them. Because he still ain't that quick taking you out the dribble like like he used to. But that shot was there. That dribble, 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 step back three, that lefty in your face, sprinkling salt in your eyes, he had that back on Sunday. And it was amazing to watch. And Joel Embiid, big dog back. 24 points, 11 rebounds in game four. Game three, he had 18 points and 11 rebounds. He toughed it out, put that mask on. He's been toughing it out. And because of that, the series tied at two games apiece. And Joel Embiid came back, and he's the reason why the Sixers are able to tie this series up. Tyrese Maxey been hooping as well, the young boy. Tobias Harris doing his thing. But Joel Embiid is the key. They got him back, and it's no surprise the series is now tied at two games apiece. Now, when the series was two games to none, and everybody was contemplating and talking about whether Joel Joel Embiid should come back or not, former NBA player Kendrick Perkins said Joel Embiid shouldn't come back. He said he should shut it down. Kendrick Perkins said Joel Embiid in the playoffs, he didn't have a hurt ligament in his knees or anything or any torn muscles. Anything dealing with his legs. But Kendrick Perkins said he should have shut it down. When the playoffs is the time when you try you try to play through injuries if you can, because that's what it's about. It's about getting to the point where you can win a championship, and you got to get to the playoffs first in order to win a championship. That's when players have to tough stuff out. Not in the regular season. If they can't can, can get away with it, it's in the playoffs. But Kendrick Perkins, in all his knowledge, said Joel Embiid, the Sixers has shut Joel Embiid back, and he shouldn't have came back. He shouldn't play this series because he, he has the broken face, and he, had, he was dealing with the concussion, and he has the thumb that's hurt. Well, I'm glad the Sixers and Joel Embiid then listen to Kendrick Perkins because Joel Embiid did come back, and now the series tied at two games apiece. So that take didn't make any sense at all. It didn't. He shouldn't come back. In the playoffs now. In a series they could win with him. And he could just put a mask on his face to protect his face like he did. And he'd been hooping. He hadn't been the Joel Embiid that led the league in scoring almost, I think, 31 points a game this past season. But you didn't expect that in game three of him coming back. He had 18 and 11. Game four he had 24 and 11. Now, he averaged 11 rebounds during the regular season, so he's averaging 11 rebounds as he came back. But just him being out there helps everyone else out. It gives them an opportunity to get open looks because a lot of times Joel Embiid is going to get double-teamed. He's going to get double-teamed in the low post. He's going to get double-teamed in the high post. But I got to give it to Bam Adebayo, though, and Bam Adebayo was, 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 was battling with him. I was watching, especially in that fourth quarter, Big Bam was denying Joel the ball, pushing him out to the top of the key, trying to get him, but he kept fronting him. He was battling. He wouldn't let them get the ball to Joel. But Joel is a big dude. It's hard to keep him off the block. It's hard to keep him off the glass because he's a big old dude. But Kendrick Perkins, in all his knowledge, said he should shut it down. Well, luckily, he didn't do that. For Philadelphia, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He came back. And now the series is tied at two games. Apiece. Now we got a series. We got a series. And another game that was played, Western Conference semifinal game on Sunday, Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. And Dallas? Yeah. Dallas got him. Now, that series is tied at two games apiece. Mavericks took care of the Suns, one and one-on-one. And it's a big reason. Now, we can talk about Luka Doncic. He, he, he's a big reason Dallas wins because he's a superstar. It's hard to stop big dog. He had 26 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds. But the thing about him, he takes a lot of shots. He he only, he went, he just, he hit 9 and 26, 9 and 25. And a lot of times, Luca's stats look like that. He takes a lot of shots and he misses a lot of shots. And Luca is very ball dominant. He has to have the basketball. But that ain't Dallas' best chance of winning, of him always having the basketball. Because Jalen Brunson, the point guard, needs to have the basketball. Because Jalen Brunson can make some things happen when he has the basketball in his hand. Because he's not a selfish player, but he can drive and get to the rack, he can knock down the three, and he can find the open person. But Luca likes to dominate the ball, and when he gets it, he dribble, dribble, dribbles, and a lot of times he shoots, and a lot of times he misses. But a lot of times he hits, but a lot of times he misses. He just went one to ten from three-point range. But luck for him, luckily for him, Jalen Brunson had a good game. Spencer Dinwiddie was able to get some shots and hit some buckets. Kleber was able to get some shots. Bertant Tanz was able to get some shots. But the one who really played well is Dorian Finney Smith. Undrafted free agent. 24 points eight rebounds, hit eight threes. He won eight of 13 from the field. All eight were three-pointers. And now this series tied, 111. Now this series tied at two games apiece. All right, going back to the sixes and the heat real quick, I got to give it to Jimmy Butler, though. Jimmy Butler hit 40. They lost, but they could not stop Jimmy Butler. Got to say something about that. Jimmy Butler was doing work on, on the sixes. Wasn't enough, but he was doing work and putting on the show. He had fought it. Now going back to the Mavs and the Suns. Now Devin Booker had a great game. Thirty-five points, but it, it wasn't work. But it thirty-five points, but he's pretty much the only one that really had their A game. Chris Paul, Chris Paul, once again for the second straight game, didn't play well. He had five points, fouled out seven assists, and now the series tied at two games apiece. But what I want to address is the fact that what Chris Paul had, had a problem with, he said a Mavericks fan or fans, Dallas fan, put their hands on Chris Paul's wife and mom during the game. So Chris Paul was pissed off and rightfully so. Now, it looks like the, the, the officials at the arena took care of the situation quickly and got the fan up out of there. But I'm telling y'all, y'all, some of these fans, you're going too far. You're going to get your ass whooped now. A lot of these basketball players and these athletes, they have, they have family members sometimes that come with them, that, which, which will whoop your ass now. And if anything calls for an ass whooping, it's putting your hands on a female in my family. My wife, my mom died in 85, but my aunts or any my daughters, that calls for an ass whooping. Forget a fine. So, Chris Paul was rightfully upset that a fan, he said, and his mom and wife said, and officials confirmed, put their hands on Chris Paul's wife and mom. And that's inexcusable. That kind of, I'm telling you, some of these fans are going too far, man. Because if y'all wasn't in, if you were not in the arena, you wouldn't be trying that stuff with these big-ass athletes. But you know nine times out of ten, they're not going to do anything to you because they don't want to get fined, they don't want to get suspended, they don't want to go to jail. Now, you, it's one thing to talk, but when you go to putting your hands just on them, they'll whoop your ass. But you put your hands on somebody's wife and their mom, you really deserve your ass whooped. So Chris Paul said it happened. His wife and mom said it happened. Dallas officials said it happened. I mean, the arena officials said it happened. They dealt with it. But Charles Barkley gets on inside the t- NBA and, and, and almost like it, trying to make it seem like, well, I don't know who to believe. Who, who to know that Chris Paul's family didn't put their hands on the, on the fan first. It, implying that it's Chris Paul's wife and mom lying and those queens would initiate some kind of violent encounter at a basketball game. But that's Charles Barkley for you, though. That's Charles Barkley. He don't give black people the benefit of the doubt. And he black. But that's, that's what he does. He can disrespect us on national TV and call us liars and say he'll work for the KKK and say black ass and all that old stuff. And yeah, people chalk it up as funny. I don't. But whatever that was, that fan better be glad he didn't get his ass lumped up like that, that fan got lumped up who, who chased, not chased, who rushed the stage on Dave Chappelle and tackled Dave Chappelle. They twisted that dude up like a damn pretzel. He left that mug mother- like he had been playing the game, twisted. That fan better be glad he ain't get done up like that. And I tell you, if it was me, you would get your he would have got his ass whooped. In the streets, if you do that, you get your ass whooped. And say what you want to say. Say something racist to me, violent. Want to be violent? I'm I'm getting violent right back with you because it's our job to protect our women and protection means putting hands on you. You put your hands on them, be ready to get these hands put on you. So that fan lucky, that fan lucky. But Chris Paul, I mean, uh, Charles Barkley don't imply that Chris Paul wife and mom was lying. We don't know if if, if they initiated, they did put their hands on them, them first. Come on, bro. But that's you though. I expect you to say and act that way. But that series is now tied at two games apiece. So we got some good basketball being played. So we'll see how it turns out. And we'll definitely see how it turns out in Memphis. If John ja Morant can indeed play or not in game four, is he out? But, you know. I, I would, I would, I would, I would hope that he would sit out if his knees hurt. You got to think long-term don't hurt yourself because he's an explosive player and we need you young Roy for the, in the long run, but that's going to do it for this edition of the run pass option with pro football hall of Famer Isaac Bruce. I'm telling you, he, you know, I, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you See, Isaac is really just, hes not contractually uh, uh, obligated, but the agreement is for Isaac to come on here once once a week, maybe twice a week. But you see me, I'm gonna try to make the i I'm, i try to make these every day if possible. But that's gonna do it for this edition of the run pass option with Pro Football Hall of Famer, Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday, even though I'm so late today on this, this one. Thank you all for listening. Let we'll me repeat that. Thank you all for listening. I talk sports because I know sports. I'm out.